1: Erios he Hi, I'm Maribel May Creator of the Complete Woman and Complete Joy audio lecture series Well, when my husband, Franklin May Found out I had my very own series of instructional record albums He just couldn't wrap his little head around it All those days I was hard at work He thought i was making brownies little did he know the brownies were just some rocks i found in the garden and put on a plate but when he saw just how many records i was selling to the gals on yellow grass lane he just had to get in on the action so if you enjoy the complete woman and complete joy you'll accept the complete man like i've struggled to do And if you're just joining us for The Complete Man without having listened to The Complete Woman or Complete Joy, you're most certainly sexist. But that's all right, it's the 60s. So sit back, pour yourself a little dram of scotch and enjoy The Complete Man.
2: Welcome to The Complete Man, an instructional lecture series guaranteed to transform you into the man of your dreams, with your host, Frecklin May. Part one, family values, or first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes baby, in a flurry of expenses and regular inconveniences.
0: Hello, listener. How do you do there? Welcome to the first episode of The Complete Man, hosted by me. Your guide through all things Wright and Butch, Frecklin, Elliot May. Lawyer, sportsman, Freemason, Shriner, member BPOE, Little League coach, hobbyist woodworker, amateur astronomer, model railroad enthusiast, father and husband, in that order. Oh, and I almost forgot, audiophile. That's right, I just love recording things. Why, I engineered all of Maribel's previous records, documented the various bird calls from our backyard, and taped the nocturnal screams of our sex-addled neighbors. So why not do it for my own audio lecture series? After all, I love audio and lecturing. So here we are. By the grace of God and my own wife Maribel, I give you the complete man.
2: Chapter 1. Courtship. Ah, love.
0: America's greatest contribution to the world. Other countries have it, but we perfected it. The Italians refer to it as amore. The Germans, liebe, And the French have a name for it that translates roughly to bosom soup. It's what makes the birds chirp and the sun revolve around the earth. Without it, we'd have no future. But because of it, we have a past. And it's just that important that I chose it as the first topic to get the hell out of the way in this lecture series. Well, Frecklin May, you may say, why not kick it off with an old episode about doing it yourself? Well, friends, I'll tell you why. And all jokes aside, it's because the foundation of any man is his family. And you can't have a family without love. And you can't spell love without lover. Or I suppose you can, you just don't need the E.R. to make love. Although sometimes you need the emergency room after you make love. (laughs) I guess all jokes are back. But getting back to no jokes, just how do you make love happen to you? Well, it's quite easy, actually. But the only proven way to successfully court a member of the fairer sex is to be paired up or matched by a mother, grandmother, or gypsy hag. No other method, including chance meeting, is likely to work. So let's not even bother. After all, who knows what you need romantically or want physically more than dear old Mum? She bore you, bathed you, and baby-oiled you well into your 30s. Let's leave it to the professionals. In fact, my mom and grandma were so professional that when they first met my wife, Maribel, they interviewed her to test her on her fitness, firmness, and fertility and recorded the entire discussion for our family archives. Here now is that conversation.
1: Oh, hello. Hello, my name is Maribel Michigan, and it's so nice to meet both of you too.
0: I'm Franklin's grandmother. Now come on in and wipe your feet on the doily.
1: I'm Freck's mother, Carol. I used to be on Broadway. Freck has told me so much about both of you. Oh, you've met Freck. I thought you'd only corresponded
3: with one another.
1: Oh, well, we've had half a dozen supervised visitations. And whom, may I ask, supervised? Well, one time it was my Uncle Rog, one time it was my Aunt Dreenie, and the other time it was my Aunt and Uncle Poof. I knew a Poof in college.
0: Honey, show Maribel some of your tap dancing.
1: Anna one, Anna two, Anna
0: Oh yes I taught her that. Look, I can still do it. Oh
3: Mother, please sit down
0: Oh uh, um, would you like some creamed gelatin?
3: I would love it.
0: Here you are. Now, about my little Frecklin. He's delicate sometimes and he needs a tender touch. How do you plan to provide that for him?
1: Well, I've been told I'm very paternal. Who's told you that? My father. Well, Maribel, I'll have you know that many men called me paternal too. I do love that Freck comes from such spirited women. You know, his father died in a horrible boating accident. I heard the SS bye bye.
3: It fell on him. That's right. He was working in the ship museum. And one day, he was supposed to tie the ropes real tight. Well, Freck, he loses his head once in a while. And he didn't tie one of the tight ropes right enough. Oh no, mother, (laughs) help.
0: Maybe if you'd taught him how to properly tie his shoes, he wouldn't have been in that fix.
3: He didn't have to tie his shoes. I was always there to tie his shoes. You know, I'm very paternal.
0: She can't even speak sometimes from drink.
3: Anyway, the SS Bye-Bye smashed
1: him to bits.
0: There wasn't even enough left to burn.
1: Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry for your loss.
0: But we did get some. Here, we keep him in a snuff box.
1: Beautiful. Well, Maribel, you should know that Freck has had some scars from this. I think best is the man yet growing up under the devices of strong women. (gasps) I know that quote.
0: So do I.
1: Why, what's that from? The Bible. That's right. Ludicus, 519.
0: Ludicus, he's great.
1: Ludicus is my favorite patron saint of flying. Oh, really? I prefer saint flying. Now, Maribel, tell me this. Are your lady parts in order? Well, I've just been to a checkup at the doctor, and it turns out I have not one, not two, but three uteri.
0: Get in line. I've got six.
1: I've got none. That's why Freck was a miracle baby.
3: Everyone in the shopping malls... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the shopping mall that he was born in couldn't believe it. I didn't even know I was pregnant until I was down the, the fish oil aisle, and there he went, out like a rabbit in a bunny hop.
0: They had to close down Buffum's department store for all the slop.
3: I can have babies out my ears. Let's see. Mother. Who? You. Oh. Mother makes a very good tuna casserole. Tell me, do you cook, Maribel? Oh, I love to cook. I can make breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
0: Ooh, a triple threat.
3: I'm a triple threat, you know. I was on Broadway. I can sing, dance, and I can spell.
0: Sing a little tune like I taught you.
3: Hooray for Hollywood. I'm just a little girl. It's Hollywood. I like to dance and sing and go to movies. Oh, could you cooties? Could you cooties? Maribel, could you cooties? I
0: could cooties. Let's see. I get it. Oh. We won't have any of that kind of music in here.
1: Oh, mother, please. It's the 60s. That's right. My jazz friend taught me that one.
0: You have a jazz friend?
1: I have three. Share the wealth. That's right.
0: Now, Maribel, role play with me. What if I was a sick child and I had a temperature of 102? What would you do for me?
1: Well, first of all, I'd put the child in the cubby. Check. I'd tuck him in real tight. Check. Rub some oil on his temples. Check. Have him cough up his dinner. (laughs) Check. And read God's Bible. Forgot one very important step, Maribel. Oh, no. Call
3: the priest to give him his last rites. A 102 fever can't be cured.
0: That's right. It's 1961, not 1962. Well? Well, still, six out of seven. Not bad. And I'll tell you what, I don't like the way she walks, but she's good enough for me if she's good enough for you.
3: Well, I'll tell you this, Mother. I have one more question for Maribel. Yes? Maribel, look in my eyes. They're spinning. Keep your gaze. Mm -hmm. I'm getting sleepy. ah, Keep ah, looking. ah, I can't stay away. ah, Keep
1: looking.
0: It's okay. I'm right behind you if you fall back.
1: Oh, my God. I'm seeing how I'm going to die. Keep going. That's it. I'm 85 years old. And? And?
3: I'm burning.
0: Tell me about it.
3: All right, Maribel. You passed. Sorry I scared you. It's just a little trick us May girls have. You'll know when you're a May
1: girl, too. Well, us Michigan girls have a little trick, too. Let's see. Why, that's a little tortoise. It came right
3: out of your belly button.
0: I've seen this before in Sunset Magazine. That means you're a golden girl. Oh, I think she's perfect for Frecklin.
3: Mother, meet our new... Sister-in-law
0: <laughs> I'm young again <laughs>
1: ah, Hollywood And going out into Hollywood I got a little turtle in my belly He is a
3: jelly in
0: one See there? Just a run-of-the-mill meeting between mate, mother, and grandmother It could be anywhere or anyone in that tale as old as time and when you have two experts conducting your search for the perfect squirch, you simply can't go wrong.
2: Chapter 2. Going Steady
0: Once you've found your perfect match, there are three things a young man must do to maintain a steady gal. A regular lady. An all-time Barbara. A forever Jenny. A grave mate. A coffin lover. A mud bud. Number one you must ask a girl to go steady by giving her your pin. If you're in a high school club or college fraternity, this may mean your pledge pin or badge. If you're not in a high school club or college fraternity, then good luck, Vladimir, because you must be the pinkest son of a bitch since Nikki Khrushchev dicked into a warm bowl of borscht behind the Gorky Park bathrooms. But all the same, here is an everyday example of a local high school youth asking a young co-ed to go steady.
2: Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm new to this school, and I've not talked to any other person but you. Would you go steady with me?
1: Um, for sure, Mike. Um, the answer is yes.
2: That was easier than I thought.
1: Mm-hmm. Ask her for a hundred
2: bucks. May I have one hundred dollars, please?
1: You know what, Mike? We just met, and it looks like you really need the money. So, here's a hundred bucks.
2: Uh... Go for a kidney. I I need a kidney.
1: All right, Mike. Well, um, you know, I can't see inside your body, that's for sure. But I, I you look like a really trustworthy guy. And I'll give you my kidney. Ask her if she'll cut her head off and
0: cryo-freeze it for you. Who are you again? <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm the science teacher. See, it's just that easy. In fact, the only thing difficult about that scenario was hiding in the locker to record it. But anything for the story, says this intrepid reporter. Let's keep going. Number two, you must give your gal your letterman's jacket. Don't have a letterman's jacket? Well, you can try and give her your dance belt then, Caroline, but good luck. Maybe she can use it as a hammock for the kitten she just bought to soothe herself because her boyfriend owns a dance belt. The point is, don't walk around wearing a dance belt. For one thing, they're not meant for everyday use. They'll fray at the edges, and when you bend for a batman fondue de la paix, you'll find your center of gravity off and end up looking artless and embarrassing. But never mind. Here's a run-of-the-mill example of a fine boy asking a young lady to wear his letterman's jacket. Ha! What a sunset.
3: It's really, really pretty.
0: (laughs) I'll bet it is. Lost the gift of sight when I was 12.
3: I'm so sorry, Luke. That's
0: all right. There is something that could make me feel a little bit better. Yes? Carlin, would you... uh, Ah, no, it's silly.
3: No, say it, please. Would you wear... Yes.
0: My... Yes. Letter... Yes. Men... Yes. Oh, just forget it. It's stupid. I'm sorry. It's all right. When you're blind, it's hard to... You know, you can't talk half the time because you can't see your tongue.
1: I love your story, your blind story.
0: Really? I mean, it's, yeah, it is kind of my essence.
1: It's impressed me the entire time I've known you, knowing that you lost your sight in an accident helping your father do yard work.
0: That's right. He was poking out the eyes of a willow tree and mm-hmm. uh, accidentally, well, I was standing there. Mm. How do you know all this? Well, you told me. I did? I think you were
1: sleeping and I was tickling you to wake you up.
0: Would you wear my letterman's jacket?
1: Yes. Really? Yes.
0: Here, I'll take it off. I'm assuming this is it. I'm, of oh. course, I can't see, um, so you, you can tell me if this is my leather. What's mother.
1: this in the pocket?
0: That's a, a chain for fighting in gang warfare.
1: Oh, my God. Everything about you impresses me. Even
0: this festering wound? Oh, my God. Get close. You can hear the ocean. Oh, my
3: God. I can hear the ocean.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. I'm not deaf. Simple, right? Well, not as simple as hiding in that mulberry briar to record it. But I'm not complaining. And now, number three. You must go to Panorama Point and attempt to give it the old college try. You know, it. The slop hop. A damp camp. The boysenberry mosey. A gopher's life. Little Willie needs a beachfront cave. Grumpy's long walk in. And I wouldn't go there if I were you. A real leave it to beaver, too. It's been left to beaver and now there's a statewide curfew. I'm talking a pastrami on thigh. You know. That sort of thing. Now, and this is important. If she accepts, well, then that's no wife of yours, friend. She might as well be every Williams wife, shouldn't she then? However, if she refuses, now that's a steady gal. One you can come home to years from now and still have her not let you touch her. Now, here's an example of a hail fellow well met in his main squeeze pulling up to park, as they say. Listen closely. But you just wanted to talk.
3: Well, I do want to talk, but I want to talk with our body.
0: I just don't think I'm ready for that.
3: Carl, come on, live a little.
0: Okay, right here?
3: Yeah, right here. You can tell all the boys at school that you had relations with a mama.
0: No need to tell us, we're watching. What are you guys doing here? I'm back seat
2: Steve. I'm front seat Dave.
4: That's what that noise was.
3: Oh, no, that, that was a tape recorder.
4: You're recording it, too?
3: Of course I am. Why, I'm Big Mama.
0: Seattle's only audio tape sex lady is a bad idea.
3: Is it bad, or are you just bad? Come on, boys.
0: Carl, Carl,
3: Carl, 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 Carl. 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 It feels so
0: good. Wait till you hear it broadcast on the radio. (laughs) There. Threw you for a loop, didn't I? (laughs) This time, the female in the scenario was doing the asking. Now, how is that possible, you may ask? Well, it's just as possible as me hiding underneath the car wearing nothing but the belt that's strapped to the drivetrain to get that recording. Honestly, I don't know what my point is here other than to say, watch out for fast women. You're liable to get a breeding ticket. Now, it's time to move on to the next step. The one from which Jesus wept high on a hill. There's no turning back. It's full steam ahead now, Jim you're ready for the slow, decaying waltz of marriage. Because, if by the time a man turns 53 years of age or a woman 19, and they have not yet married, why, then it's out to the peat bogs with them. They might as well be a brown-eyed vagrant, or worse, a poet.
2: Chapter Three, Tying the Knot.
0: After you've gone steady for at least six months, but no more than two years, It's mandated by 43 state laws that you be legally wed. But even if it weren't a civics question, it's still an ethical question. One should look to marry hard and marry fast in the eyes of God, our Lord, and statesman. And heads up, gents, the proposal's on you. But hold on. After that, then it's over to her. Just show up at the wedding on the right day and time. She should have sent you an invitation. Shimmy into the tuxedo she will have provided. And when you hear your cue, simply reply, I do. That's it. Congratulations. We'll
4: be right back. You'd better buckle your sit-downs because James Bond is back. And this time, he's here to stay. The world has spoken, and we've listened. Say goodbye to Sean Connery and his dull, beef-tongued Scottish bird. Women don't like him. Get ready to meet your new 007. He's all charm, all talent, and all staying power. Over to you, George Lazenby. This 007's Here to Stay. Signed to a 12-picture motion picture deal as James Bond's Ian Fleming's 007 in This Is My Majesty's Mission. the story. Arnold Stavros Blofeld is intent on giving the world allergies, and he's found a way to do it with women. There will be explosions, girls, ladies, explosions. The sides of breasts filmed with a plant in the foreground. This is one action spectacular that you've got to believe to see. James Bond is back in this movie, coming to theater screens. It's already out. We had a budget problem with the ad, so we are late. I will apologize for that. I'm apologizing for them. I'm just the announcer. I didn't do it. Not that you were blaming me. James Bond is back. Catch the flavor.
2: Chapter 4 Family planning.
0: Now, on the night of your marriage, you and your bride are going to need to conceive a child. Full stop. And the bridal chamber of your honeymoon suite will ensure that you have the right environment for a solid round of just and sanctioned copulation. And we're not talking what some bearded tufts are calling recreational sex. That is sex that occurs only on Wednesdays or special occasions such as an anniversary. If it occurs on Leap Day, the Olympics, provided they're set in Detroit, or every other return of Halley's Comet. No, what we're on about here is the good kind, procreational sex. But what about when your wife wants to have intercourse again, or what's known as a do-over, because she wants what's called a second child? Well. It's difficult enough these days for your little frogmen, Sperm, to swim to their lily pad, a mommy's egg, let alone find the time for you and the missus to actually do it, intra If you're really enjoying yourself, the coital act can take up to nine American minutes. But just who's got that kind of time? Why, the last time I had a nine-minute break, I was able to stain the deck and repaint the front oak tree. Gents, don't be ashamed if making time for slime actually means scheduling time for slime. By synchronizing your business planner and her kitchen calendar, you can finally find the right moment for carnal embrace. I'm not saying it will be easy or even enjoyable. In fact, most men report feeling reluctant apprehensive, and even horrified about having sex when they are approached by their rapacious, dripping, and often insatiable wives. Why, just listen to this, an audio recording of just one week's examples of how difficult it was for Maribel and myself to make the devil's dig happen ourselves.
2: Monday.
1: Freck, I've run us a bubble bath.
0: Oh, honey, I can't take a bubble bath. I'm worried my skin will get all pruny, And then Mr. Franklin down at the law office, whose daughter married a prune industrialist, will think I'm making fun of him. Does that... Do you believe that?
1: I'm going underwater now. You don't hear from me in five. Come find me.
0: Real good, hun. i I'll check back in the morning.
2: Good night. Tuesday.
1: Greg, did you notice I'm not wearing any clothes?
0: I sure did. That's why I'm just up here on the roof clearing some leaves for about eight hours till I have to go to work.
1: Oh, honey, can't you do that tomorrow? Can't hear you, hon. Leave.
0: Yes.
2: Wednesday.
1: Oh, Fred, I dropped a little whipped cream down my pants. You want to come and get it? No, honey, that's
0: okay. I'll just send the maid.
1: How about the milkman?
0: No, he's in here with me.
2: Thursday.
1: Oh, Freck. Pocahontas is in town. I'm wearing that Indian princess costume you love so much. Now, honey, you know
0: that I'm racially insensitive to every ethnicity but the Native Americans. I find that offensive.
1: Oh, Freck. Have a little fun. And look at how my beatums shake them around.
2: (laughs) Friday.
1: Hey there, good looking. What's cooking?
0: Oh, Razzles, the bed's broken, and I've invited the bed mechanic over to take a look.
2: You've got a serious problem on your hands.
1: Freck, why is he in a towel?
2: Saturday.
1: Oh, Freck, I'm ready for you. Honey,
0: you know that Friday is the night I have arthritis?
2: Sunday, the Lord's Day.
1: Oh, Fr- Greg, my shoulders are so tense. How about you grab a little baby oil and lather me up?
2: Oh,
0: honey, it's Sunday. And besides, I'm off to church with the bed mechanic.
2: And I'm going to bed with the church mechanic.
0: As you can hear in that recording, there were numerous reasons Maribel and I weren't able to make room for daddy, so to speak. But let's not blame her. It's an important lesson not to get too wrapped up in your housework that you can't find a few minutes for an old abalone oil change.
2: Chapter 5 Fatherhood
0: Well, now you've done it. The birth of a child is the greatest gift a mother and father can receive. When I let Maribel know she was pregnant, it was the greatest day of our lives. It seemed like our already fiery relationship burst into a passionate explosion. It's almost as if the fact that she was round with child and couldn't get physical made us even closer. As the little human we made together grew in her stomach, her actual stomach, she had a rare but treatable condition known as gastro baby, I said my goodbyes and took on the burden all responsible expectant fathers must. A nine-month vacation to the dreamy pines motor court in the Adirondack Mountains with my stockbroker chum, Tad. When I returned after the baby was born, I found my beautiful wife convalescing in her maternity dirndl, holding my hearty and healthy son, Buzz. He was such a vision that I completely forgot that we already had, quote, a daughter that Maribel adopted behind my back. But to think we made him together. And the rest? Well, the rest is easy. They basically grow up by themselves and all you have to do is play the occasional game of catch, help build a soapbox racer or two, and sign them up for the Mount Rainier Military Academy the minute they even think of touching Daddy's pewter spoons.
2: Outroduction. Father knows best.
0: Well, that's all for this episode. Sorry if it was a little light on instruction, but as you can see, there really isn't much to being a husband and father. I know Maribel, Buzz, and the other one agree. In fact, I'd say err on the side of less is more. Besides, you've got other things to worry about, like doing it yourself, which just so happens to be our next episode's topic. See you then.
2: The Complete Man, with Matt Gorley as Frecklin May, Grand Moth May, Gary, the science teacher; Blind Luke, the Letterman's jacket guy; and Backseat Steve. Amanda Lund as Maribel May; Maria Blasucci as Mother May and Big Mama; Rebecca Delgado Smith as high school student Eleanor Lester; Mary Grill as Carlin, the Letterman's jacket recipient; Craig Anstead as Carl, the sex innocent. And me, Mark McConville, as Mort the announcer, Mike the high school student, and front seat Dave. The Complete Man is written and produced by Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Amanda Lund. Until next time, this is Mort Kleinman for The Complete Man.
1: Erios. Powered by ACAS.